Welcome to the Benefits of Knowledge podcast with Lauren Curry of Curry Financial Group Limited. In this podcast, we are focused on helping businesses set up and manage their group benefit plan to protect and assist their most valuable assets. Join us on this journey where Lauren explores ways to help you develop effective and cost-efficient strategies for your business. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Benefits of Knowledge with Lauren Curry. Today, Lauren has a special guest almost in studio. We're still a little bit remote, uh, and that is Tim Kane. Tim Kane is the CEO of MyHSA and has a strong entrepreneurial history. While running a group benefit business, he set out to transform the paper burden HSA administration process. Once the concept and software were established, Tim saw the potential to disrupt the market with his digital platform. Eventually, Tim sold his insurance business, carved out the technology, which led to MyHSA's official launch. Lauren, he sounds like a great guest. How are you today? I'm doing great, Eric. Got to be good on a beautiful day like this. Yep. I heard through the grapevine, actually you before the recording that you tore yourself away from the beautiful outdoors and the pool to come and record with us today. So I appreciate that, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, my oldest grandson, Lewis, was just jumping in the pool when I left the house after lunch and he's having a good time. I told him I'd meet him when I'm done. That's awesome. All right. So Tim Kane is on the show today. Why'd you bring Tim on? Okay. Well, hopefully our listeners tuned in and remember episode five on health spending accounts. So we, you know, we did the basic health spending account information. Today, we're going to expand on that topic and discuss wellness spending accounts. So the idea is we try and bring in experts on these different subjects as they come up. And Tim Kane is from my HSA and Tim is an expert when it comes to health spending accounts, wellness accounts, and a whole bunch of other stuff, which Tim will probably explain. Well, first, I'd just like to welcome Tim to the show. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Nice to be here. Unfortunately, I don't have a pool, so I don't have the same thing to pull away from, Lord. All we have is a lockdown in Alberta, but it is good to talk to other people. Right. We're in lockdown here as we're doing the this recording, but since my wife does provide daycare help for my son and daughter-in-law, we get to see our grandkids. So we're fortunate that way. Good to hear. Awesome. So obviously I've got a bunch of questions here, Tim, that I'd like to ask you to, to help get this conversation started. But how about telling us a little bit about my HSA before we jump into those questions? Yeah, absolutely, Lauren. And to call me a HSA and WSA specialist, I feel would be a disservice to the industry. So I'm a person that actually knew nothing about the industry, which I think gives us our competitive advantage of what we've done. I'll tell you why we built it in the first place. When we were looking at it and when I had my brokerage, we found a, it was found an interesting disconnect between spending accounts, which we found were a form of benefit, and insurance. The fact that when you were buying spending accounts, you would go to a third-party administrator, somebody who specialized within that. And if you were buying insurance or benefits product, you go through your insurance broker. So the first evolution of what we were trying to build is something that would mesh the two between self-insurance and insurance and sell them who they, where they sit, should be sold, which is through the insurance advisor. Essentially, what MyHSA is, is a digital white-labeled platform that allows an advisor, an advisor like Lauren, to be able to sell and administer self-insured plans, health spending accounts, wellness spending accounts, ASO-type structures, all in a white-labeled environment, and mesh the two with the insurance products that you currently offer. 
So we're selling it at a rate of about 3,500 advisors across Canada. The model has grown quite rapidly by just introducing a bit of digital into what was a very administratively burdened product to deal with in the past, paper-based and a lot to it that insurance advisors didn't like. We've just changed and built the back end to help them with that. And I, I can attest to how easy it is to use the MyHSA platform. We have that here for myself and our employees. So we've had that firsthand experience. And personally, I just think it works fantastic. It's uh, easy, you, handy. And I have to go here before we get started, but you have a chat button on the site and I know you've written articles and talked about uh, not having a phone number. And I found those stories you had told kind of hilarious. It was great. But I have to say the service that we receive from that chat button, and I think the key is, as I, I know you think so as well, is that it's actually people at the other end. There's no chat bots. And that service is fantastic. Thank you, Lauren. That's by design. And, and in fact, it's not unusual, as I just said in a blog post, to find me on chat. I'll actually be answering the chat. I still do that to the day. I enjoy it. I like to see what's wrong with the system and also what's going good with, with the system. The chat helps us build it for the consumer and build it for advisors. So we don't, although we're a big fan of technology, we're not a huge fan of bots doing the work for humans because I think there's still a lot of human involvement that needs to happen. Right. And just before we jump in, the other, the last thing is the videos that you have prepared to help both the administrators do their job properly and for the employees to get on the site. You know, so much easier than me trying to explain that stuff. Oh, I'm glad to hear that, Lauren. I'd like to keep it simple. All right. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's great. I guess the first thing, because... Again, hopefully the audience has listened to our previous podcast about health spending accounts, but my HSA, how did you guys come up with the WSA account, the wellness account? So wellness spending accounts, just the background of what that is, that's a taxable spending account. And the differentiation between a health spending account is that is governed by Canada Revenue Agency as to what you can put through the, the account. A taxable account, by the virtue of the fact that it is taxable to the employee, is at the mercy of whatever the employer wants to provide the employee within that account. How we got started in it is we actually facilitated one back in the day when I had an insurance brokerage. It was a home builder in Calgary that had a wellness spending account. It wasn't even called that back then, but it was essentially a taxable account that we would track on our system that would control the, whether an employee could buy a bicycle or not. And actually, Steve, my partner, went into the employer on the renewal and said, you know what, guys, why are you paying us to do this? Why are you paying us to track something that's taxable? Why don't we, you want to just do it by yourself? And they said, to be honest with you, it's just easier. It's easier that you guys provide the system. We'd rather not have that right in front than be facilitating it for our employees. So the virtual, my WSA was born in the fact that we found that there was my WSA is still a form of benefit. It's just a taxable benefit. And it's in, in the same thoughts of the spending account, of the insurance accounts that they have, and therefore it should be facilitated where the rest of it is through the advisor as far as what the allowance that they give the employee. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I follow that. So that's kind of the concept behind it. So you added that to your product list. But so why 
Again, would the employer, though, really want to offer a taxable wellness spending account rather than just paying the employees cash? So good question. And we get that all the time. Why would you do that? And the simple answer is I'll give you a story. Back in the day, I was sitting in an airport listening to somebody having a beer in you know, Hudson's or wherever it was. And he, she was talking about her benefits package. And she actually said, I was just so eavesdropping on the conversation. She said, my employer's so cool, they actually pay for my gym memberships with my benefits. And so I'm sitting back thinking of what she said, and I'm kind of dissecting what she's actually saying there. She's saying that oh, the employer's given her allowance, which is taxable, to pay for her gym membership. So essentially, she's paying for her own gym membership using money that the employer gave her. But when you spin it in the fact that you have the employer giving an account that's an approved account by the employer as to what's allowable on there, it becomes a benefit. So rather than that person thinking, I'm paying for my own gym membership, the fact that they're getting an allowance that's strictly for gym memberships turns it into a benefit where the employer is providing an allowance for her to buy her gym membership. The benefit to the employer is if you gave somebody $500 on their paycheck, they probably could care less. If you give them $500, they could spend on things like wellness things like gym memberships, yoga, things of that nature, it's appreciated more by the employee. It's a simple concept, but it's, it is definitely appreciated more than the employee. If you get $500, they're going to spend it on whatever they spend it on. If you get $500 to spend on a gym membership, it becomes a meaningful part of their benefits plan. Right. I could really see from an employee standpoint, again, I try and talk to employees of my clients as much as I can just to see how things are going with their plans. And that. but if they had a $500 raise this year and two months from now they forget they got that 500 that's just money they're owed. But by having, again, the ladies talking about her employer offering this money to pay for her membership. So that, that just makes perfect sense to me. And just from the, the employer's perspective, if you think about it, you can give an allowance to an employee who will just stick on gym memberships because they're easy. If the employee doesn't go to the gym, the employer can offer the benefit but not have it utilized. Because yeah. unless the employee goes out, buys a gym membership, and goes for reimbursement, the employer's not out the money. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So gym memberships is a great example. What other types of things are you seeing? Like, uh, so the employer is going to set up a list, or do they pick from a list, or how do they come up with the list of what they will offer? We have a list, but the list becomes more exhaustive every time we look at it because we're essentially taking what other employers like to have on their WSA and expanding it by those items. But with our WSA product, it can be completely customized very down to the level that the employer wants to see. They can literally have, if you're going to a on gym membership or something like that, you can have specific locations right in the drop-down items or the expense items to make sure that that employee only uses it in what's specified by the employer. The list that we have, it's literally taxable, so it can be whatever they want. A quirky and a kind of a cool story is we have an employer in Saskatchewan that has a wellness, they have an HSA, they have a benefits program, and they have a WSA, a wellness spending account. The sole item on that wellness spending account is pet daycare. So the owner of the company loves pets. He doesn't want to see them at home and be alone. So he offers an allowance to his employees to spend it on pet daycare. 
Some people think it's crazy. The other employees love it. And that's the benefit. And he's actually, he's known. He's known throughout the town because he's the person that offers money for babysitters for pets. Wow. In his benefit program. Pet lovers would absolutely love him, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And some of the things that we're offering, like pet insurance, and it can be whatever you want. Right. Wow. That's great. Great. So these employers, are mm -hmm. they large? Are they small? Who can really take advantage or benefit from these type of accounts? So generally, in my opinion, wellness spending accounts only make sense when there's, say, over 10 people in the organization, maybe five to 10 people in an organization. From there, some of our largest accounts with my HSA, you know, up to a thousand account, a thousand lives will have just a wellness spending account. That's our sole benefit that they have with the MyHSA platform. With the smaller accounts and why it doesn't make sense is it becomes an administrative burden. We were just talking about an account that you had where a lot of the clients can do it internally. And if it's only two people or three people, or maybe it's just the owner, there's no sense in using taxable money and paying an administration fee to facilitate it. But as economy scales, it starts to get larger and larger and more of a burden to administer. That's where the WSA program comes into play. So it's not just for small organizations or large organizations. It's just it will be more customized. And, and for larger organizations, it could be a larger list or it could be a smaller list. It's, it just becomes more customized as the bigger that they get. Right. And, you know, if employers really stop, again, for our conversation before we come on the podcast, I have an, a group we've just added for like 340 employees. We've started something and they were doing vision care just manually. And like I said to them, the time, the effort that you or one of your employees has to spend doing this stuff can't be worth what the cost of, of administering this through the MyHSA program. So, and then I may as well finish on the rest of that while we're in that subject. That particular employer we have full-time and part-time employees. The full-time employees are on a traditional group benefit plan with us. However, the part-time people are not eligible, but they are eligible, and this is a union situation. It doesn't have to be, but this particular one is. But the part-time employees are entitled to a vision care benefit. So my HSA was able to set up a spending account that is for vision care only. We were able to set up all the parameters to match what the union contract said. And again, this just takes this right off the plate of our client from managing it. So it just worked fantastic. I couldn't believe how flexible you guys were on that. Can I, can I ask you a question, Lord? Why did you not put that with an insurance company, that specific case? Because the part-time employees are not eligible for the traditional group plan, right? Mm -hmm. To try and enroll them, like it just didn't work for to enroll them for one benefit because that's all they were eligible. Gotcha. Yeah, that's exactly, that's a great situation of where we're trying to mesh the two between transactional benefits like vision. It's a great, good example. You know you're going to have vision costs and mesh them with an insurance program, but just do what we do and specialize in the, I wouldn't call them weird, but they are definitely parts of the benefits plan that are traditionally tough to administer from an insurer level. So I think that's awesome that you thought about us. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and 
I'll be honest, when we started talking about it, and like I said, it didn't make sense to, for them to do it themselves. But then I started asking questions about what, where could we do this? And the only place I could think of was, was you guys. So yeah. the flexibility you have just makes my job. You solve problems for me. <laughs> so it's great that way. The, that's nice to hear and nice to hear that it's being utilized in that way. Because our model, and I think a differentiation between our model and a typical spending account model, is that it's always all to a spending account or all to a benefit plan. By the virtue of the fact that we're selling for insurance advisors, we're trying to give you the tools you need to mesh it with the insurance, not cut the insurance out. Right. Because we believe benefits are important. Right. Well, that's great. So, and then it's kind of my, was my next question, actually. So this type of account can be combined with a health spending account. And so how does that work? Or are there different ways that we can combine these two accounts together? Yeah, absolutely. So we do two plans with the MyHSA platform. We do a MyHSA and a My Wellness. HSA is health spending, wellness is taxable spending. But we package those two accounts different for to make it customized for the advisor or for the client. Our concept is My Flex plan where you can take a dollar amount if you just want to give an employee $2,000 or whatever they want. At the beginning of the year, they have to allocate between that HSA and wellness to maintain the element of risk, but it still gives the employee the flexibility to say, I want to spend my dollars here. So it allows the employer to design the plan, but the employee gets to decide where they want to or get to spend it. One thing that we did find when we got into the spending account background is that it's very difficult from an insured client to move over to spending to a spending account. And the reason for that is, is that spending accounts are just a lump sum of money that usually don't have any limits within it that an employee can spend. So they can go get a $500 massage. Employer doesn't think that's a good part of their, of their use of their money. So in that, from my flex, we went from my HSA, my WSA into my flex plan. And then we moved into what we call My ASO. What My ASO does is allows you to completely customize exactly what you did on the union plan, Lauren, that allows you to customize a spending account as if it's an insured plan. So you can do different co-pays, you can do different limits, you can do lifetime maximums, you can take out coverages. You know, a good example of that would be like medicinal marijuana is our medicinal cannabis is something that's loved by the industry, but sometimes hated by employers. With our spending accounts, you can take that right out. Or on the other side of it, if you have an insured plan that doesn't allow for medicinal cannabis, you can build a spending account for just medicinal cannabis. So it allows you to customize and do all the, the things that an employer wants to do to make this plan not more restrictive, but more usable in what they want for their core beliefs. Great. And just for our audience to know also, one of the things that I run into, especially years ago, the, the insurance companies or industries getting far better. But I remember years ago that everything was like cookie cutter. And you'd say, well, I want this, but I don't want that. Well, no, no, that's part of the package. Everything was part of the package. You had to have this, you had to have that. And the employers, our clients are saying, well, I don't want to spend money on that. Right. So the flexibility, again, you're building into this, uh, that I can now go to an employer and pretty much say, okay, what do you want? And we can pretty much build it. So that's uh, fantastic. That's nice to hear. And that's exactly our model where, again, we're not trying to get rid of insurance. We love insurance. We're just trying to complement the insurance plan where it doesn't make sense. Right, right. And that's, uh, you know, again, 
just what we did with that client we talked about by combining that insurance carrier's plan, because there are some things that the insured model makes sense, or there's some that make the ASO make sense, the administrative services only. And by being able to add the two together, building on top of that, say, an insured plan, by building your plan on top of that, they just work together so well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things we hear from employers, so they love the concept of spending accounts, but the comment's been made, but they can be too easy to spend. So I think you did talk a little bit about this. Maybe you can expand, but you can build exactly whatever controls in to help that employer offer the benefit, but not give the farm away, if you will, or really control it. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to give a $500 plan, for example, maybe you only want to have $500 HSA or even WSA. Maybe you only want $100 towards massages or if you want to put those caps or vision lifetime maximums, you can build them right into the plan. So it's not just a limit, a bucket, which they're always referred to, that the employee can spend regardless of what it is. The employer can control exactly what's allowable in that bucket and also sublimit based on the coverages that they want to include. Or if you want the employee to have a little bit of skin in the game, you can build in co-pays, you know, 80% all the way down to 50% to say that every claim that's reimbursed, if they submit a $100 claim, they will only be reimbursed up to 50% of that claim. So you can build in all the complicated Parts And I believe the insurance industry is extremely complicated. I'm sure you can attest to, but there's been these complications over years and years and years. And literally, or you take a union, for example, with collective bargaining agreements, they can't just say, let's scrap this plan and let's go do this. They need to have those rules and make sure that they're on side with their collective bargaining agreement. So it can't happen that way. And it makes it virtually impossible to move to a spending account under traditional model. Yes. That's great. So the coinsurances, like I'm a big believer in coinsurances. As our audience, if they've listened in the past, I've talked about tax efficiency and stuff on plans. And again, health, dental, healthcare spending accounts are the things that you can provide to your employees that are tax-free, right? So by doing it this way, don't have the employee pay premiums, right? Have them pay a coinsurance then they're only paying if they use the benefit. And it's just fairer for everyone as well. So I like yeah, the skin in the game. It just totally makes sense. I use that all the time. Yeah, and it does make sense. It's just the liberal. You, you want benefits to be utilized, but you don't want them to be abused. Exactly. And you yeah. know, that's the nice thing about these spending accounts. I don't have to worry about delivering next year's renewal with a big increase in an insured program or something because the employer is setting the limits right up front. So that's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, controlling costs. Right. One last thing, because I know we're running low on time. Eric's going to be telling me I'm running on here. But I know, Tim, we had had the conversation. You're adding a new benefit on, which I think is really going to open the doors for a ton more business coming for you guys. Do you want to talk about the LTD at all? Yeah, we're essentially a third-party administrator, Lauren, and we've moved from a spending account provider to a third-party administrator or a third-party payer. The fact that we pay claims, we have functionality within our system that mimic a benefit plan, 
And we get asked by advisors all the time because of our single billing, and we can do spending accounts, some of our additional products, why can't you guys offer a full benefit offering? And what they mean by that is the health, dental, and vision we obviously want to take care of through our core program, which is our spending accounts, but the pool products, life, disability, CI, some of the important products that are pieced together with a spending account, we are going to start offering through our platform. And our, our benefit to that, and I'm sure you can attest, Lauren, if you have telemedicine, if you have insurance, you have your spending account, it's just easier for an employer to have it all under a single bill. So we're going to be able to have quotes. We're essentially going to be doing more of an insurance aspect to our plan with our spending accounts. The only thing that we likely won't be doing is our core products, again, our self-insurance products, which we believe should be self-insured. Does that make sense? It Totally. And uh, again, I know I've actually got a group that's interested in doing, in doing business with me right now. They really like the idea of the health spending accounts and some of the other stuff, but they currently have long-term disability on their employees. I personally think it's a hugely important benefit, if not the most important benefit that we have. And we're just waiting. Once you're up and running with that, I know I've got another group we're going to be coming to you with, but I can't do it till that LTD piece is there because they currently have it. And we would love to do that. That's one thing I'd love to get across to insurance companies is that we'd love to be able to facilitate those products under a single bill and help advisors like you because of the fact that we can't do it right now because they won't really accept money from us, it's, it seems it's counterintuitive to what we're trying to do. Right, right. Well, I can't thank you enough, Tim, for joining us today. I'm sure our audience has learned a whole bunch about not only wellness spending accounts, but additional uh, products and offerings that my HSA has. As I think I've probably come across, we love doing business with you. You're fantastic as far as the service we receive, and it's so easy for our clients and their employees. So thank you very much. I really appreciate your time today. Amazing, and thank you for having me on. Guys, this is fantastic. I mean, Lauren, I can hear the excitement in your voice when you're talking to Tim about all the things that you guys have done together. Tim, obviously, you have built one powerful, I don't even know what to what to call that. I mean, it's just a powerful organization that is really there to help Lauren and others and, and all the people that he helps. So it's kind of a trickle-down effect where you're just helping so many people. Great job today on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Lauren, of course, thank you for bringing him on the podcast. And our last thank you always goes to the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Benefits of Knowledge podcast with Lauren Curry of Curry Financial Group. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Lauren comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your colleagues. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Curry Financial Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Benefits of Knowledge podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.